Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans. The countdown continues. We have about two weeks left until Ghostbusters Fan Fest, so this uh, podcast will be talking about all of the updates that we've gotten so far and things that we know that are upcoming uh, for the event. We'll also be talking about Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd's comments about Ghostbusters, some fun stuff. We'll be talking about a a book called Wild and Crazy Guys, uh, some Ghostbusters the video game news. It's a a fun one. Stay tuned. Here we go. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! There's the tipping point. <laughs> What's the breaking point? Here it is. And and the 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 live. Well, actually, this is stuff we should talk about on the show. I feel sure. like we should talk about. It. So let's save, save it for let's the save show. That. Save it for the show. You just want to you just want to talk booze now is what you want to do just to get things <laughs> I, rolling. I, I do want to talk about booze. Um, I may have to. I really keep half joking about making that that Ghostbusters cocktail book. I think I may have to. I I mean it's the minute I found out Bill Murray like so. Initially, it was like, oh, Ecto Cooler. And then Dan has a, you know, Crystal Head Vodka. So maybe a couple of vodka drinks. Oh, great. Okay, well, maybe I can see it. And then we find out about Bill and the Gold Cadillac. And then I, you know, kind of tweak it to the Miller Meteor. Like, haha, we got a small handful. And then I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but it was just, I was looking for like, you know, Bill Murray cocktails and found an article. And he's responsible for something called the Tampa Champa. <laughs> that sounds like a Bill Murray creation. Yeah. Yeah, it's as you might expect. It's <laughs> it's it's uh, is a mimosa, champagne, and and orange and, juice. And orange juice. Yeah. He's got some twist to it. It's not an ingredients thing. I don't know exactly what. I think it might be the specific type of champagne. But apparently, he and somebody, I can't remember who it was, like Belushi perhaps, regarded it as a substitute for when the, the harder drugs weren't around, they'd happily just switch to this uh, rush of orange juice and uh, sugar and alcohol. Whee! Uh, I'm like, wait a minute, he came up with a second one? So, and then I kept looking and somebody mentioned an article where he was out for karaoke and he kept, and they listed like four ingredients, like he kept ordering, I can't remember the name of it, it's used in gimlets and stuff. Well, June is a gimlet, but there's types of all these ones that I'm like, like a citrus liqueur and all this. And so now I'm going, oh come on! And I keep looking. Uh, that's when I found out he owns the vodka thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, the, that's that was surprising. They have uh, we have two competing vodka brands here now. Yeah, well, I don't know Vying if I for our attention. Compete, but uh, well, here's the thing. You're a TV guy. Did you watch The Last Letterman? You seem like the kind of guy who would have watched The Last Letterman. The last the Letterman episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Bill was on it? Yeah. And Bill brought a square, like a long square bottle 
to have a drink with, oh. with Dave. That was it. This uh, uh, Slovakia, is that what it is? Uh, Slovak? 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 It's, it's spelled uh, very... Uh, Bill Murray Vodka. <laughs> Thank you, tiny handheld <laughs> internet. Slovenia. Uh, Slovenia. Yeah, Slovenia. Slovenia. I knew it was a, a company. Yeah. So Slovenia Vodka. Uh, yeah, it's a brand owned jointly by Murray, New York chef Peter X. Kelly, and fellow actor Mikhail Baryshnikov. Ah. I'm like, fellow actor, eh? I seem to recall he had some other talent of note <laughs> that may have exceeded <laughs> the acting one. What was it? I can't quite remember. But anyways, um, that came up because they had a launch party, like a, a, a revealing party, whatever, brand party. At I guess the chef's uh, 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 restaurant in New York, and of course Bill's behind the the, the bar, ah. uh, and there may, he's and they had a series of drinks that he was trying. People made drinks, and he was trying. And I, again, thanks Google. I went looking. One of them is something called the depth charge. Like so, I basically started a text file, and I've been building it up. And I just realized, like, depending on where you want to go. So the movie Miller Time. Okay, so let's talk beers a little bit. Uh, uh, Bill's favorite at the bar is if you did, if you ask him for a drink and he doesn't know how to make it, he'll hand you a tequila, right? Like, all right, let's. Well, uh, uh, Dan's got a, a tequila brand. Let's you know talk about that a little bit. Maybe some things. So really, at the end of it, there's a good mix. Uh, oh, and then of course Dan has you know he's still hot on the trail of this national Caesar <laughs> drink, right? That's going to come up later too. The national Caesar. The national yeah. Caesar. So at the yeah. end of it, it's like, I'm not saying it's the world's biggest book, but you know, it's a small little, I think it's a pretty good pocket guide of easily accessible uh, cocktails well, and, and, now, and all you, that. You can get uh, two co-brand uh, sponsors, financiers here. If you get uh, Slovenia and Crystal Head Vodka to join forces and uh, put together a Little I, book. I, I'm sorry. I thought I thought I heard you say join forces. <laughs> what do you think the chances are? I can, can I can convince two competing vodka companies to join forces. Uh, to be honest, now slim to none. Slim to none. Slim, I, slim I to do none. love that if you go to the Slovenia vodka uh, Twitter page, it does say in their bio, "It's true. It's Bill Murray's vodka of choice and the one Dave Letterman drank on the last show." So on the last show, exactly right. They they wear that right on their sleeves, man. They, they want you to know that. But it just uh, goes to show that Bill, in his own way, is, is just a, a slick a, a salesman as, as Dan is. Uh, Dan's a bit more... Dan's a bit of more of a carnival barker. Yeah, Bill's more yeah. like a game show host. Um, <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill was so subtle with the whole thing that I, we didn't know that he was a, a part owner in this company. I know. Whereas Dan, no matter what interview he does, you know that you're going to be <laughs> hearing about the clean Newfoundland water that's used for. <laughs> I'm sorry, Newfoundland, New Fa- Newfoundland, New what? Newfoundland, 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 yes. Newfoundland, yeah. Lead uh, on it right. Newfoundland. Newfoundland, whatever. It's it's clean Jesus. water. I know it's Jesus. clean water. I don't know how to pronounce it. I know that it's uh, from the aquifers of... Oh, you know, Jesus, bye, I tell you. So, yeah, that's, I think I may have to sit down and do it. I mean, it was kind of fun for our uh, uh, 200th when I you know did the Miller Meteor. I was like, I'd kind of like to make a... You know what I mean? Like, it was fun. I took the little picture. Like, I kind of uh, composed a picture yeah. at my place. I was like, yeah, yeah it'd be kind of cool do to do a little a recipe book. Uh, yeah. It, we can do it, like, uh, f- f- for the for the release of the new movie or something. It can be, oh, like, a celebration. That's not bad. Uh, Can I yeah. do it in a year? 
I mean, it's I've only got 18 things to do that I've left <laughs> hanging for decades. So maybe I don't maybe. know. I did see that you started using your photo studio or your uh, your backdrop there. Yeah, uh, so. I'm gonna have to crack that open again and yeah. do a few more. It's yeah. fun. Throw throw a couple of beverages in there too while you're taking the photos and there you uh, go, put them right? all together. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, well, uh, p- put a pin in that. Even though it's been five years in the making, I'm sure we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> One eventually. of these days. One yeah, of these yeah. days. Um, but yeah, we've got some uh, fan fest. I mean, we've got a couple weeks uh, to go here until fan fest. I think by the time you listen to this, uh, we can now accurately say a little more than two weeks uh, on the docket. Yeah. Uh, so we've got fan fest stuff. We've got uh, Ghostbusters the video game. We've got a ton of merch stuff. Uh, it's uh, another another packed one. Another news full. I I kind of miss not having news uh, where we could come up with discussion topics and talk yeah. about princess dies triplets uh for a while but <laughs> or as we like to call them take a break hey guys peter i have some news from the world of gozer i got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head multiplanar curly and emanation yeah well here's your next month's cover of gq check out the aura on this sucker All right, Chris, let's start with the uh, FanFest. It's on everybody's minds. Uh, every text that I get from our, our fellow listeners, our fellow fans, our <laughs> friends out there is either uh, worry, stress, uh, concern, excitement, um, confusion in some cases about FanFest. The, the one uh, I get a lot is, are you excited? Yeah. I, and wh- how do you answer that? How do you answer that particular question? I'm not. Um, are you stressed out? I mean, not. I don't mean no. in the yes, have some way. I mean, are you actually stressed out about it or what's... No, I'm not. Um, like I said, I was pretty set that I was going to go and have fun no matter what. Uh, some things have shifted that I got to take into account, but not enough to... It's not like I'm like, that's it, I'm staying home. Uh, I'm still going. I'm still going to hang out and meet people. I think that's kind of the thing that's tickled me most is... Uh, when people mention that, the, you know, they're going and they want to meet up, like the list of people that, you know, get to, get to see again or see for, meet for the first time. It's like pretty exciting. Uh, but I don't know, like maybe I'm dead inside, Troy. Um, <laughs> well, let's, let's I, talk I, through, I mean, what's, what's shifted that's gotten you, uh, because we, we do have on our rundown here, we're going to talk about, yeah. uh, Mr. Eric Reich's, uh, salesman video, which he, he did a wonderful, uh, bless him. He did a great job of breaking stuff he down. He did a great job. Wizard but, World, to be honest, should have done that way earlier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, we knew more from that three minute video than we did, uh, yeah. for, for what, two months, three months, but yeah. From, from, anyway. from Eric's mouth, we all went, well, then it's real then and not some sort of, <laughs> with Wizard World, you always wonder, there's a 5% chance that maybe this, an intern put this out before they were supposed <laughs> exactly. to. Exactly. Well, wait, so why don't we, let's do, okay, let's do this. Let's play Eric's, uh, we'll play the audio from Eric's uh, sure. video. And then that way, everybody out there, if you haven't heard it, if you don't know, you get all of the, the details. And then we can talk about things that mm, may not have been mentioned in that video. And maybe that's what's uh, uh, weighing heavily on your shoulders here. So uh, here's here's Eric in the video that they posted uh, to the official Ghostbusters uh, social media uh, platforms. 
Hey guys, it's Eric here at Ghost Core. Uh, we're rapidly approaching the 35th anniversary Fan Fest event here at Sony on June 7th and 8th. I've got a ton of new information for you, ton of new details. Let's get into it. So first things first, Wizard World has definitely listened to you guys. There are now $150 general admission tickets for Saturday. We're super excited about these. It's going to get you all the access to the Saturday events, the screenings, the panels, the vendors. It's going to be a great time. These tickets are limited though, so you better act fast. So what makes Ghostbusters Fan Fest different than other events? I know you have all been to Comic Cons and conventions, but what's great about this is we're gonna be here on the Sony lot. It's gonna be small, it's gonna be intimate. I think there's a max of 2,000 guests that we can have on the lot here. So that means you may be able to bump shoulders with Dan, say hi to Ivan, the cast, the crew. It's gonna be a once in a lifetime experience. Friday night, we're gonna have a screening of the original Ghostbusters. It's gonna be after dark. It's gonna be hosted by some very special guests. We're gonna have a happy hour to mingle with friends, get to know everyone before Saturday. And we're also gonna have a first look at some never before seen archival footage that some of you may be aware of. And that's just Friday night. Now Saturday, that's a big Twinkie. It's gonna be a jam-packed day full of activities that include panels, photo ops, cast and crew Q&As, live performances, and more Ghostbusters cast and crew than ever before in one place. Unless you go back to the making of the films, I guess. So I know you guys have seen who's been announced so far, but I've got even more people to tell you about. You ready? Ivan Reitman, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, William Atherton, Ray Parker Jr., Joe Medjic, Sheldon Kahn, Maurice LaMarche, Dave Coulier, Slavatsia Jovan, Tom Morga, Steve Johnson, Tony Ciceri, Jennifer Runyon, Steve Tash, Mark Brian Wilson, Robin Shelby, Billy Bryan, Tim Lawrence, Violet Ramis, Timothy Carhart, Richard Edlin, and maybe even more. You never know who's gonna show up, but we're really excited to announce that we've just added Jason Reitman. You may know him as Brownstone Boy number two from Ghostbusters 2. And we've also just added Paul Feig, the director of Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Both are also going to be on an exclusive Ghostbusters director's panel along with Ivan Reitman. So I mentioned panels earlier. Let's talk about those. Here are just a few of the panels that we're working on. We're gonna have a Q&A with Violet Ramis, talk about her father, talk about the book that she wrote, take an inside look at the 2009 video game with some of the people that actually worked on the game, a history of Ghostbuster toys with some of our licensing partners, Ghostbusters artist panels from IDW Comics, and we even have some never before seen documentaries that are gonna premiere here at Ghostbusters Fan Fest. And that's just some of the panels on Saturday. There's so much more to talk about. Gaming experiences, we're gonna have AR and VR experiences. We're gonna have workshops with prop builders and artists. We're gonna have an entire parking lot filled with Ecto-1s. And if you haven't already, you can submit your Ecto-1 at the link below. Our licensees with exclusive merchandise that you can only find here at FanFest. And to finish out the night, we're gonna have a huge performance by the man himself, Ray Parker Jr. to close out the day. So wow, I know that was a lot of information, but Wizard World and Ghost Core, we're working together. We're gonna make this an unforgettable event for you guys. It's gonna be amazing to have all the fans in one place here on the Sony lot. And I can't wait to see you this summer. I can't, I just winked with a rock. I just winked. <laughs>so yeah okay so again like like we mentioned uh quite a bit in there we now know uh yep. a few guests that we didn't know were going to be uh at the at the convention that were not on the website we know uh panels there was an intriguing uh a classic toys panel that he mentioned there that mm -hmm. kind of piqued my interest um 
but but there was the there were a few people. Well, there was one person in particular, right, Chris? That uh, I know you you were. Uh, <sighs> it's it, yeah. he's very noticeably absent. He is now missing from the website as well. So um, chances are there's a, a scheduling conflict. There's something that, in the works. I don't know what's going that on. That seems but, to be the word. I, I did reach out to Wizard World, and that's what. The- <laughs> The customer care person is kind of like, that's what I heard too. And I was like, I was hoping you'd be a little higher up the rumor mill. Yeah, (laughs) that you've uh, heard. Who did you hear from? Did you hear from me or a fellow fan? Uh, Frank Welker is, by the looks of it, not going to be attending. Uh, So that takes our real Ghostbusters uh, down from a trio to a duo. Uh, And in my case, um, Dave Coulier, cool. Uh, and Maurice LaMarche, I've, I, I met just last year, uh, as recently yeah. as last year, I interviewed him for this very podcast and got him to sign some, uh, some original Ken Stacy cover art, uh, for, for the real Ghostbusters magazine. Like, so when it comes right down to it, <laughs> I, I'm kind of looking at my class three going, uh, guess, guess, what? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the class three ticket. It's the, one of the big draws for you and I, were, uh, the, the voice, uh, actors all doing a read of a script, uh, uh that now we were kind of thinking like, well, if Arsenio Hall is not going to be there, who's going to read for Winston? Is it going to be Ernie Hudson? But now if, yeah. if Frank Welker is not there, who's reading for Ray? Who's reading is for Ray? Dan going to be doing the voice of Ray? That doesn't seem likely. Um, you sure? That seems like a natural though. Uh, maybe, but I feel like he's got uh, quite a bit on his plate already based upon this paranormal panel that we now know about. And um, Yeah. Well, Dan's so. a hustler though, so there's a chance. <sighs> yeah, but, it's possible. Um, but it's the it's the one thing that shifted on me that again it didn't make me decide I <laughs> I didn't I haven't fallen into despair. Uh, it is very disappointing that uh, it doesn't look like I'm going to get to meet Frank Welker. Mostly, what I'm interested in is now uh, the subjective finances have shifted in this whole equation. Yeah. In that it, it their whole thing was class three. Uh, uh, you got you know the photo op and the autographs with RGB voice talent, um, and and that was three guys. And in my head, I went and maybe they throw Dan and Joe Medjuck in there as because they were both uh, producers on the show. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, now Frank's gone. I'm kind of like ah at this point. I mean, I was I was wasn't wasn't in a position to you know get the seven or the ten. I may as well downgrade to a one and then spend the you know the the price difference. You know, uh, adding a few pay on the day uh, meetups. You know, like uh, uh, you know, for example, Jennifer Runyon and Stephen uh, Stephen Ta- Tash. It's Tash. Yeah, right? Stephen Tash. Yeah. Stephen Tash. Be great. I, they were not high on the list because you know I have a finite budget, but. You know, if I shifted the money, they kind of become a possible. Or things like um, William Atherton would be a great one. I, you know, rather than the whole, you know, the class ten whole crew, pay on the day, get my photo taken. That'd be great. Let's so. Um, a, if you got a class three like me, you now are in the know uh, as I am. Uh, Frank's gone unless something changes and. Ugh, that'd be the worst too, is to have this all shuffle around and then yeah, well, and, it and, changes back. And Wizard World, of course, is not being super, <laughs> super forward yet. Tight on details, yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, and and it, uh, just just to confirm, I did just pull up the uh, the Wizard World website because I do remember they had their you know uh, footnote disclaimer that said talent subject to change, and of course, yeah, you go to their. Uh, just added and special guests and it says talent subject to change but yeah i mean especially with the the ticket packages that that's kind of a big sell if you're if you're counting on all right three out of the four uh, voice members um I, or or find some sort yeah. of comp like i haven't seen anything about j michael straczynski uh, attending have we heard either way if he's coming or not because that nope. that would be a good kind of one-to-one like well frank welker's out but uh jms will be there or yeah Absolutely. Right. Um, so it's a weird one. Cause at the end of the day, they do have that disclaimer that things may change, but there's also a uh, reasonable expectation is let's, I don't know. It's not exactly a real legal term, but I'm sure it's, 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 it's a basis to argue by, which is if you pay X amount of money, they can't use that disclaimer to downgrade you to something that is not a reasonable Right. At least a bare right. minimum reasonable return for the money you're paying, if you know what I mean. So, you know, otherwise that theory goes that thank you for the, the money and none of them are showing up. Subject <laughs> to change. All it gets you is through the door. Sorry. That's, you know, it can't, it only goes so far. And I'm not saying that that's what they're, they'll do. At, at that point, what it is, is exactly what I'm intending to do, which is to talk to, to you know, customer care and go, yeah, this is a big shift. Well, and, What's your position on it? Let's work it out. And and I don't know. I mean, is it telling? So if you do go to the Tixer website and you hit their, you know, their photo op packages, the, the real Ghostbusters photo op package still lists Frank Welker. I'm wondering if that's just because they haven't updated that particular Well, um, let's put it this way. Given or, that they had a press release that mentioned Gozer was attending, but not Slavica mm-hmm. Jovan. And then the first time yeah. we hear Slavica Jovan, his... Is an Eric's thing, yeah. It's it's not hard to imagine that Wizard yeah. is not good at updating its you know cross the board spreadsheet of w- when one thing changes, uh, yeah, where yeah, are the yeah. eight places that it touches. Uh, well, I, I mean, so it, I think the bummer of it is, yeah. I mean, maybe it has taken away your excitement because I, I know. No, 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 no. I need to clarify this though. It has not taken away my excitement. Uh, and this, you never let me finish. Um, I don't, as I got older, the butterflies went away. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're a kid and I don't know, you're going to Disneyland. You're bouncing off the walls for weeks leading up to it, right? Like you wake up in the morning and go, we're going to Disneyland and check the watch and you have it worked out to the seconds. And I know this is a consistent thing across all kids because my son's doing it now too. Like he's, he's, (laughs) if there's anything he's interested in, he's got the timer running in his head and he's just. So excited. <laughs> that kind of slowly faded over time. And I think that's just because, I don't know, pragmatism. Like at a certain point, it's like <laughs> there's no reason getting, you know, kind of uh, uh, upset tum-tum because, you know, we got three weeks and we got stuff to do, right? So so I am looking forward to it. I am excited in a philosophical sense, but the whole overwhelming mood, not there yet. Usually that happens to me a couple of days before, you know, when the final packing of the bag, you know what I mean? Like the stuff that has to be taken care of before I go is pretty much by this point behind me. And then I get to focus on the trip. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, the plane ride there is always very exciting. Maybe I just like planes. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't quelled my excitement. 
it has adjusted it has adjusted where I would like to spend my money on some of this excitement I think is what it comes yeah, down to yeah I mean that uh, that that makes total sense and there there are some like I'm that type of person too that I can't get into vacation mode until I'm actually uh, on route to vacation if I'm on the plane if I'm in the car if I'm you know you're stressing out about whatever it is you can't actually disconnect and and um yeah, makes sense. I don't know. I mean, yeah. and like you said, if anything, it takes some pressure off of you now because you don't have to worry about what you're going to have Frank Welker sign. <laughs> Look at it that way. Like, yeah, you can focus on other things. You can uh, divert bummer. your attention elsewhere. Um, uh, there's other weird stuff, too. Did you hear about anything about the, the movie screening? I uh, No, no, I didn't. Um, I apologize because I didn't think of it at the time. Leading up to this, you and I were kind of reviewing the, the rundown. And when you said... Um, there was nothing else that you saw that happened in the last little while. I forgot to mention that, um, uh, in the, uh, one of the groups, somebody who's been receiving the press releases got a press release that, uh, the screening for Ghostbusters is at the globe theater, the globe theater, apparently seven, four, zero South Broadway in Los Angeles, which sounds, if I recall correctly, a bit of a ways away from Culver city. <laughs> Um, keep Which talking. Then, I'm gonna look this. I've never heard of this theater. Yeah, it then erupted in complete confused chaos on the 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 group because some people are like, Globe you know, theater. that it was gonna be playing at the theater at at the you know at the the Sony lot. Other people oh. thought no, it was gonna be playing somewhere in the background while the convention played it. Or, well, but that's of course, that, interesting. Yeah, the Globe Theater is downtown. It's it's like kind of over there by Spring and Hill Street, which is uh, good, good news for the people that are staying at the Biltmore Hotel because you can walk there. But yeah, that's curious, interesting. Okay, so so this is uh, wow. Yeah, so some people pointed out that an earlier press release in April said that it was on the lot. Um, I, yeah, I was under the impression that it was on the lot. And even based on that, that audio that we just played from Eric, I got that impression too. Um, and yet just today media outlets are getting this one saying that, um, uh, doors at five 30 intro and film is at seven. It's, um, yeah. Uh, well that, uh, puts a damper in my plans now too. Because well, I, don't, I don't think I can make it to the Globe Theater by that time. Yeah, well, don't oh don't uh, don't uh, put too much into it yet until we we hear more. Because again, it, it was a Wizard World press release, so there's always that chance that interesting. Uh, that's not what we meant. Or, you know, uh, you know, what would solve this problem is if if we got those press releases. But that's a different story. That's um, a different so, difficult point altogether. Jeez. All right. Well, uh, hey, Wizard World. We love you. We want this to be a fun event. Um, don't let us down, guys. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. What the hell is happening? Um, all right. Well, the good news, I can't say. I mean, we saw that Eric Burnham and Dapper Dan are going to be there. That's that's one thing. That wasn't yes. in a press release. That's not on their website. That's not in any of their packages. But Eric, I, th- I think Eric finally was like, hey, is anybody going to announce that we're coming? Fine. I'll just do it. Yeah, we're going to well, be there. Well, Eric's like, mentioned a panel of- an IDW panel in yeah. his thing, did he not? Yeah. So, and then independent of it, the guys mentioned that they would be there. So that's, that's a big thing. 
yeah, that's a so big that's, deal. That's good. That's uh, that's uh, the kind of news that you want to be hearing, not all these weird shifts. So but. if you also then factor in that Mr. John Yerkeba, who has contributed to uh, in a couple of uh, places to the the IDW run in his own way, and then uh, IDW itself is what just down the road in San Diego. So yeah, not inconceivable that maybe a Tom Waltz or somebody joins it. We got a panel. That's a panel. There we go. I'll you, take got, it. you got yourself a stew cooking. You got you, <laughs> you, you got yourself a roux. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. well, there it is, FanFest. Yay, now we both don't sound excited at all for FanFest. This is, what a rousing. No, that, that is completely, yeah, yeah, this is not the thing I wanted to, because there is... Uh, people who uh, you know, people who are intending to do pay on the day. You know, Richard Endland's there. William Atherton's there. Like, there's a lot of uh, laser sharp photo opportunities. I'm looking forward to, so to speak. Um, and then everybody with the class seven and class ten, you still got a pretty darn big uh, lineup there for Ghostbusters stuff. It's just that, yeah, something kind of wibbled off the, the 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 rims. The wheels went off the. The axle on the um, the RGB Apple cart. Uh, yeah. And again, given that they seem to operate at a certain level of uh, chaos, uh, it's possible Wizard World may, you know, pull out of their back pocket a couple of uh, a couple of aces that um, you know put it all back on track. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there on Saturday morning, and they'll say, "Good news, Frank Welker and Arsenio Hall are here." And oh, three uh, percent chance. Yeah. No, um, but uh, yeah. At any rate, I mean, I think uh, it was in our voicemail uh, last week uh, that our, our kind listener from Texas called in and, and said uh, that Arsenio has to be booked like a year in advance uh, in order to get his schedule locked in, and, and they just didn't get to him in time. So um, I don't know. Stay stay tuned. I, I mean, again, hopefully that programming schedule is right around the corner here. That's going to help so, sort of solve some stuff and figure out some time management and when we have to do all of our photo ops and stand in line for autographs and uh, figuring out the day. And then maybe that's going to really get, get us jazzed. And as you say, when you get on the airplane, maybe that's going to kind of, it's going to settle in. We're all going to be hanging out on the Sony lot again. And, uh, and, and with the new movie, there's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, of good buzz uh, because of that too. So uh, that's, that's the one thing that's keeping me like, Yeah, the the new movie's got uh, some some good momentum, and and that's going to be a big draw to it. And of course, celebrating the the original film will be. Um, <laughs> you mentioned Richard Edlund, like that going yep. to that special effects panel, going and watching. Yep. Uh, cleaning up the town. <laughs> cleaning up the town is a big. To be honest, if if you framed it as, come on down for the the premiere of cleaning up the town, that kind of alone is kind of a big yeah. deal for me. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we should say just before we wander off the Ghostbusters, uh, fan fest stuff, you and I kind of talked about it and we came to kind of a decision of, we, we didn't have any solid plans of where we'd be Saturday day of other than, you know, we'd be around and, uh, I don't, I don't think we're terribly hard to spot. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in a Groucho uh, glasses and <laughs> and I'm the I'll be the big guy wandering around that doesn't realize uh, about sounds weird to Americans so just keep an ear open but uh, you and I determined that for sure uh, keep an eye out at the cocktail party 
that seemed like a real good place to make initial connections, say hi, and, uh, you know, uh, clink some glasses and all that. And then you and I were kicking it around uh, the Crossrip Coffee Clutch on Sunday morning. We were talking about this. Did you forget? You've gone silent now. And no, 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 no. I'm, okay. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to get uh, Friday traffic from Culver City to downtown <laughs> by 7 p.m. But yeah, sorry. Go well, that's, yeah, for the, the co- that's for the movie. Sunday. Yeah. You know, if you missed the movie, I, I can bring you up to speed. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what you missed. Tell, tell me what happens. In yeah. this movie, Ghostbusters, that you haven't had a chance to see before. Uh, but the cocktail party after, that's the key thing. Uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a, a, a time, but we know post, uh, fan fest, a lot of people might be, you know, we're talking Disneyland and stuff like that. We were thinking, well, we'll meet up early Sunday morning, like not super stupid early, but you know, uh, come get your coffee and a croissant and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll meet up at the Biltmore for anybody interested to say hi and, uh, you know, take a look at the stairwell and stuff like that and see if we can all sneak into a, a ballroom and, and, and ponder whether or not. They actually shot the Slimer trapping scene in two different rooms, like we discussed yeah, last yeah, week. Everybody and peek their head around the uh, curtain and see. If nothing else, it's a good photo opportunity because they do have the big heavy curtains that you can uh, peek your head through. Um, so yeah, we'll maybe uh, you and I will sort out particulars, and maybe we'll put together uh, uh, an open event there on Facebook. But uh, just remember, cross rip coffee clutch. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's end on a positive note there with the fan fest stuff and uh, uh, move on to uh, to talk about. Well, so Ghostbusters the video game. Uh, this this past week, you know, we talked about how uh, the Taiwanese ratings board uh, put out put out a rating for the Xbox One remastered yep. version. Um, and then, of course, a couple days after that, then another rating leaked um, for the PC version. Uh, so I almost feel like we're going to start seeing these click in, click out, uh, and, and eventually we're going to see an actual announcement here. So, yeah, there's not much to be said that wasn't said last time. So, yeah, but I mean, good news PC. It sounds like if, if, uh, the remaster is, is on the way, uh, there is a, a PC version, uh, for, for those of you that don't have consoles. So, but I mean, stay tuned. We'll, we'll just mention these in passing. And then once we have some more substantial information, we'll, we'll bring that up. Um, there was a ton of merch news this week. Should we just kind of rapid fire through that? Yeah, do it. Um, so, you know, Funko has been having some fun with the anniversary right around the corner. They've put a couple of short films, like a, a good trailer, some stills. Uh, if you're not following Funko on, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, check that out because they're, they're really having some fun. Uh, and I'm sure more announcements from them probably uh, to come based upon Jason Reitman being up there, uh, last week. Uh, Playmobil had that Ghostbusters two commercial. Did you see that in the UK? Yeah, it's. I mean, they still do. They still do commercials. It's amazing. It's amazing. It makes my heart burst. I wish that we still had that here. Uh, uh, this this comes on the heels of Playmobil doing the the an, the little animated reveal of the oversized figures, and then this week we get the Funko's little you know rooftop yeah. Stay Puft bust. It was just animated too, and I'm sitting there going. One or the other of you, just <laughs> make me the animated. I don't even care if you retell the original movie. Just just do it. It looks so cute, it, and I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I know, uh, I think we did talk about it on a previous show, but Playmobil does have their movie deal where they're they're working on kind of their version of the Lego movie. Um, so yeah. maybe the Ghostbusters will show up there. But maybe. 
but but check out i mean that that ghostbusters 2 commercial it's it's such a great throwback and i think uh it was like the welsh ghostbusters uh posted it up on on twitter and said something to the effect of like it's 2019 and i just saw a commercial on tv for ghostbusters 2 <laughs> yeah. like, it was very much shot like the saturday morning cartoons you know yeah. right right down to the uh <laughs> that one foot tracking shot of a vehicle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, they roll yeah. a vehicle and then it would, it literally, it only goes a foot and then stops. And then and stops because that's as far <laughs> as you've got on the table that they're shooting on. Yeah. <laughs> Things like just, um, a couple of medium shots of little kids' hands holding the figures talking to yeah. one another, that sort of thing. It's, it's great. It's <laughs> wonderful. So if you haven't seen it, uh, check, check it out. Uh, and, uh, hopefully oh, Sorry, yeah. uh, small thing on Playmobil. Weirdly enough, Ghostbusters to uh, some of the f- people were saying Dollarama. Yeah, I, I saw that are showing up. For, I mean, for whatever it is, four or five dollars uh, at Dollarama. But uh, yeah, yeah, wonder, that, that was kind of strange. <clears throat> uh, maybe overstock uh, someplace, and um, well, if I were to make a guess, perhaps this is a fallout of uh, Toys R Us. Uh, it's yeah, quite that would possible make sense. there was a production uh, anticipation or maybe even orders started to, and uh, they just had to dump it. Uh, yeah. And so they did. Uh, but that's not a bad thing. It me, uh, Like I said, they're still, they're still behind the, the, the thing because they just released this, this uh, commercial in the UK. It just means that if you happen to be in North America, uh, some for some reason or another, and I suspect it's probably fallout from uh, the Toys R Us thing because that, really all f- fell apart not terribly long ago yeah. i think i think given lead times and shipping and all that you know bringing it across on the boat i think they may have just done some numbers based on the earlier runs and now it didn't match up and unloaded fast and, <laughs> and five bucks is you know that's not yeah. too far off the full price i seem to recall they're more like eight to ten bucks originally yeah, so that's it's, it's still a pretty good uh pretty good savings it's, um, it's a good bargain but they they didn't exactly you know uh, pennies on the dollar of them either. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, and good if you've picked up your Ecto one a, um, which I know a lot of people have and it looks awesome. I still don't have mine yet, but, um, it, uh, uh you know, you can bolster your ghostbusters two Playmobil <laughs> ranks, your army, uh, building if you yeah. will. So, um, and then, so one other thing that seemed to be pretty present this week, and again, maybe it's probably leading up to the licensing, uh, show that's going to be the first week of June. Uh, but we got a lot of Halloween costume uh, announcements. Uh, I'm guessing all of the places that will be stocking stuff for this coming holiday season. Um, starting, to, uh, starting to reveal their stock. Yeah, yeah. And and cool stuff. I mean, a, a lot of the kind of, you know, a, a Slimer costume, a Stay Puff costume, the an inflatable costume, um, you know, uh, things, things that are kind of no brainers that we know that a lot of people want, uh, out there. And so, uh, Halloween revealed, they have their own, uh, exclusive Slimer costume and a Stay Puffed costume. Um, I thought it was, they have this great, uh, custom name badge kit now for, uh, and again, this is a Halloween exclusive that you can buy the kit and you can put together your, um, flight suit and your name badge and put your, you know, last name Benjamin with all the different letters that they have. You can string them out. And is it, is it stick on letters or is it, it like a puffy pen I, or it looks to me like they're just stickers, which, uh, Meh, good I enough. Mean, it's a cool idea. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you wish like in 1986, uh, with the real Ghostbusters toys, you would have gotten something like that too. But, of course, uh, yeah. 
So, um, so uh, that's really cool. They also have their own, uh, Slimer themed, uh, candy dish, which is different than the one that, uh, uh, came out from, uh, the spirit Halloween stores, uh, the ghost trap lunchbox, which, uh, kind of looks a little bit like the, the lunchbox slash, uh, shaving kit that was in the, uh, GameStop exclusive, uh, box. Um, yeah. so some cool, just little novelty items, which are really cool. And then there was uh, a, a stay puffed, um, was it a cookie jar? What was the other one that came out? A or another cookie candy jar. jar. Uh, no, it's. I'm pretty sure it's probably made by the same people. Uh, the website that I saw it on was fun.com. Oh, fun.com. Yeah, that's right. By the way, whoever purchased that one, uh, give them a raise. Because <laughs> I don't know who grabbed fun.com, but fun. holy cow. And who had it previously? What would have oh had my. fun.com? Yeah. What, what, the, what do you think the price valuation is on that domain? It's got to uh, be yeah, insane. I mean, that, that's, a good, uh, that's a good investment right there. But anyway. But yeah. uh, they, it looks like it's the same people because they also had the Slimer candy uh, dish. <laughs> it's not so much a dish as a dare you to put your hand in Slimer's mouth to get yeah, some candy it, out sort of thing. It's a it's little a, different than the – so the spirit <laughs> one is, you know, Slimer's holding the dish out. Uh, this one yeah. is like – this is taking the candy. It, it's like that old Irish saying, like taking candy from Slimer's mouth. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, I know that well. Ah, it's uh, the same people. This is that same thing is there, and they've made a Stay Puffed uh, cookie jar. It's exactly as you see it in your head. When I say Stay Puffed cookie jar, you imagine a ceramic Stay Puffed, and the head part lifts off, and there's cookies inside. So there you go. Uh, they're also making. Um, Stay Puffed salt and pepper shakers, and they're adorable because happy plain Stay Puffed is salt and angry smudged face <laughs> Stay Puffed is pepper. It is brilliant. <laughs> I, I absolutely have to get that these. Is, that's a pretty good, yeah. Uh, speaking of GameStop, um, Uno apparently still holds a bit of a license because after doing uh, way too many copies of Answer the Calls uh, Uno uh, you know, a few years back, uh, people are pouring out of GameStop in this past week with copies of the original Ghostbusters Uno. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think Uno is a Mattel thing too. So I wonder so if that's still a carryover that. from the, yeah, the Mattel license. Yeah. Uh, but uh, very, very cool. Uh, especially since if I recall correctly, not two weeks ago, uh, uh, Mattel came out with an official ruling on uh, certain Uno <laughs> cards and how they can be played, which said, again, uh, people who were taking a breather from complaining about Game of Thrones but hadn't started writing a petition to put Danny DeVito in as Wolverine, uh, oh, they got to geez. be enraged about this longstanding accepted uh Royal screw job you could do in Uno that they uh, Mattel basically said no officially you can't do that anymore and people are like ah it's like they're not watching you play oh, if you're home geez. play by house rules just ah but anyways they look brilliant I mean they've got lots you know they've taken uh, pretty cool uh, character I mean it's from the movie right so you got Bill Murray Dan Aykroyd. Uh, uh, Ernie Hudson, they're all there. They're all on the on the Uno cards, and uh, I kind of want one now. Yeah, uh, I I had completely forgotten about, but it is a GameStop exclusive, though, right? It seems to be. Nobody has mentioned the website if you don't yeah. have one near you. Yeah, nobody said they went beside anyplace else. And given that GameStop had that pack you were talking about, it feels like it's just part of that, an extension yeah. of that whole thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So lots of merch news, and again, probably a, a ton more to come between Fan Fest and the licensing expo and the new movie and. Uh, this is, a, it, even though it just filled uh, a good paragraph on the rundown here, uh, it's, it's going to be quite a bit uh, to come as well. 
Um, all right. So, so let's keep things moving. Let's talk Bill Murray because, uh, last week we, we did, uh, kind of mention his interview with, uh, Indie Wire, which is a great interview. And I want to come back to that when we get into our, our 2020 chat here. But, um, Chris, you found this book, uh, that, that EW had done an article on, um, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you did because the excerpt that they, they posted to the EW article was awesome. I mean, just really again, good one. Yeah. We're really getting all of these stories that we haven't heard and, and kind of getting the raw nerve of, of some of these people that even though we thought that they were very public and, and very accessible, we don't really know a whole lot about them. So um, so uh, the book is called Wild and Crazy Guys, and it's uh, written by Nick D. Semlian. Um, and it's not out yet, right? It's coming out uh, later this year. Uh, I believe it's June, July, June, July. Yeah. I didn't see an, a release date and I meant to, to check on Amazon to see if there were pre-orders yet, but, um, there so, are pre-orders. Yeah. I know, I, I know there is that. Uh, and, and it's, so the premise of the book is that it's all about the, the eighties funny men who kind of, uh, broke, broke the mold and sort of set the tone for all of the, the comedies and the, the comedians that we've seen, uh, to date in the modern era and, and kind of getting behind, uh, the things that happened to them, uh, their stardom, uh, how that affected them. And, and this particular excerpt, they talked to Bill Murray about how he was concerned when he did meatballs, that he was going to become this recognizable figure that when he walked down the street, he wasn't able to, uh, to just enjoy his private life. And, and he said that didn't happen with meatballs, but with ghostbusters, there was uh vink vink mania. I think he called it something to that effect, but uh, where, you know, it didn't matter what people were doing. They were kind of doing it in the name of Peter Vankman. And yeah, it's it a, really, it's good wordplay. It, it just, he, it's, it's kind of like you, you now kind of understand why Bill became so uh, picky and choosy with his roles and why he, he kind of got resentful toward doing another Ghostbusters movie, um, you know, yeah. sa- saying that it would be his worst nightmare. And if they ever did another one, he wanted to die and, and be the last Ghostbuster. Um, he really, he really didn't like the attention it brought. Uh, I mean, I know we talked about how he's kind of adjusted over the years and softened on it and come to grips with it. But back then, not unreasonably, you know, it's, it's same with William Atherton, right? Like that, post Ghostbusters, it was kind of nightmarish because people, people regard you in from that thing that they love forgetting that, you know, you have many other facets. So, you know, imagine being William Atherton with all these, um, you know, amazing acting credits under your belt and being such a seasoned veteran of stage and screen. And, uh, you know, people uh, calling you dickhead when, when they drive by. It's <laughs> yeah, like, the, well, the that, bus full uh, of kids pulls up and yeah. Yeah. And it also goes to show the one thing, like people are, why doesn't he, you know, do it? It's like, cause he doesn't have to. And that, that's what I, uh, one of the first things I took away from the excerpt in entertainment weekly is basically ghostbusters put him up for life, really, depending on what he was going to do. Cause he almost immediately, you know, packed up and went to Paris cause he then, would land in a neighborhood and got to know the people that lived there and they were not affected the same way. So they kind of acted as a, a buffer, right? He, uh, <laughs> and that's what he did. He lived in a bubble for years in Paris. Just, they, they laid it out. He'd get up, he'd very Bill Murray, go to the, <laughs> the Sorbonne and, and, you know, uh, what do you call it? Audit classes. <laughs> he'd just drop in and audit classes at the Sorbonne and then, you know, pick up, what did he say? Like, uh, 
like go to a go to a chocolate shop, not a candy shop, not hitting the Seven yeah. Eleven. He'd pick up, you know, a chocolatier, uh, 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 a chocolate, and then go to like a cinema. And it didn't matter movies that he didn't even understand. He'd just sit there and relax. Nobody was, you know, fawning over him or trying to get his attention. And he just, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, I mean, uh, it, 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 it's yeah. The fascinating thing is, is that's just a snippet. Like he's got a whole chapter in there that I still can't wait to read the rest of. Uh, and then uh, he's got another one on Dan, right? Dan, Dan, uh, uh, well, Dan is Dan is center stage on the cover of this book yeah. in Ghostbusters gear, right? So yeah, I mean, maybe that's worth mentioning. It's it's uh, it's kind of the usual suspects. It's Bill, as we mentioned, and Dan, and Steve Martin, and Belushi, and Chevy Chase, and uh, Eddie Murphy, and um, yeah, I mean, and, and of course the EW article really just talks about Bill and, and really does go into, I mean, the other thing that I thought was interesting is, uh, Bill talks about these roles that were offered to him from his friends, from his own brother. Uh, and, and I think he, he calls it club sandwich, but I think he was talking about club paradise, the, uh, Harold Ramis movie that, um, you know, was <laughs> which, Robin Williams yeah. starring in Jamaica. Um, but he calls it club sandwich. Which I read I, that too. I, I was like, is that him? Was that a working title or is that him joshing around or I, does he legitimately not know. remember? <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Who, yeah. who knows? But yeah, he would say that he was getting all of these, um, you know, uh, offers for roles that were the same thing over and over. And he was just kind of not into it. And so, um, yeah. I, I have a feeling we're going to get a, a lot of that kind of vulnerable story from, you know, we're going to get Chevy Chase's side of, of, uh, certain stories and certain stories. I think Dan will probably, we'll get to hear a lot more about, uh, John Belushi. Um, yeah. Uh, I should correct ourselves. We were so very wrong at the time of you listening to this. What is today? Let me do the math. This is riveting podcasting as I do dates in my head. <laughs> it's the 27th. You're listening to this on Monday the 27th. There we go. Yeah. Uh, the book comes out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Oh, geez, May right around the corner. Okay. Title is released on May 28th, 2019. So um, they are taking pre-orders um, wow. everywhere. Uh, right, Amazon well, CA and Amazon.com have it. So uh, let's let's talk about it more than, because this, this seems like it's going to be kind of the easy riders raging bulls uh, of the comedy uh, troupe that we love. And, yeah. and uh, so, well, can um, we make a, can we make a podcast uh, uh, scouts honor bet that we'll revisit this after fan fest? Cause um, I, I kind of want to hold on to that 30 bucks <laughs> until fan fest is over. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good idea too. So, uh, so, so let's, uh, and, and let's we're wait need to... time to read the book. Uh, obviously. Of course. So yeah. So let's, let's do that. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin. And I'm Chris Stewart. And I'm Troy Benjamin. And this is Ghostbusters 2020. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life, this is Ghostbusters 2020 with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. So uh, not not a whole lot of Ghostbusters 2020 news. Again, as we lead up to FanFest, where I'm sure we'll be uh, ton, tons of, of news will be broken. But um, I, I did want to, while we're on the Bill Murray uh, train here, Chris, I wanted to revisit something because I had a, had a thought as I was listening back and QCing our episode last week. Um, 
I, I, I got this sense, this overwhelming kind of uh, speculation, and again, uh, this is not based on anything. This is just me having this weird gut feeling while I'm listening to you and I talk. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't sickness. It was very fun. But oh. uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, so Bill, and, and maybe it is because of this Wild and Crazy Guys book, but I wanted to get your take on this, Chris. But I, I feel like Bill is kind of letting his guard down you know the myth of bill murray the guy who shows up and steals your french fries and says you'll never they'll never believe you um i feel like that guy is finally kind of letting us see his cards and he's uh at that tv hall of fame uh, snl induction he he got very emotional and and talked about how he had the 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 most amount of fun that he's ever had working on that show um even going back to the Scream Awards where uh, he showed up dressed as a Ghostbuster to accept uh, his uh, award for Zombieland, uh, but dedicated it to uh, John Belushi, John Candy, Harold Ramis, uh, all of the people that had passed who are his friends. Um, I, I had this weird <coughs> feeling uh, that maybe Bill is playing coy. Maybe Bill actually has either heard uh, Jason Reitman's take on the new movie or has read the new script or something, some, some way, somehow he knows what this new movie is going to be about. And he had the same reaction that Ivan Reitman had because Ivan was very public in saying that Jason told him this, this story and uh, it made him very emotional and it brought him to tears. Um, do you think that Bill Murray, are we seeing kind of like the the emotional, sweet, vulnerable side of Bill Murray here that maybe he knows what this movie is about and he's trying to kind of tap dance around it? But um, uh, again, just based upon him saying that, you know, working with that talented crew, that, that excerpt that we read last week from his IndieWire um, interview, it's it seems very nostalgic. It seems very un bill murray like i don't know i I don't i don't have any other way to to describe it but i was wondering if you had any sense of that uh, as well uh i don't know it didn't really strike me that way Uh, uh, and my my initial thought was that it was um you know it could have just been him you know given the uh a fairly decent answer to a question that he was probably going to hear a lot of yeah prior to now and 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 after uh heading towards the new movie he'll hear a lot of which is you know the same question he's always gotten which is are you going to be in another ghostbusters movie um but i mean you may well be right um in kind of looking into things too like um uh i kind of came to realize that uh it doesn't come much up much but him and Dan are actually a lot closer than I think we, 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 we think about it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, cause again, that excerpt from, uh, some, some, Semlian's, uh, book, uh, talked about him kind of having a, you know, I just got to get out of here. Anxiety hit the road thing. And of course, you know, Dan, Dan just shows up out of the blue. I'm in, and off yeah. they go. And I was like uh, last week, uh, you know, stumbled upon it was National Pizza Day, and uh, <laughs> I'd like to apologize formally to the people of Ontario, the center of Canada. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, being the heart of Canada, which means all the British people uh, started setting up shop there uh, uh, early, named a lot of their stuff after England. I made the mistake of of thinking that. 
there was an article that mentioned Harrow Smith and a couple other things. And I was like, oh, that sounds like England. And of course, uh, I hate small newspapers that never adequately tell you where the hell they are. So I just went, England. Dan's got a favorite pizza shop in England. And all of Ontario <laughs> said, uh, no, that's here. Well, and I, I remember which, seeing which that. Which makes way we, more sense. We, <laughs> we <laughs> talked about that on the show because I feel like that happened. And the, the dude who owned the pizza joint was like, yeah, the, the Cubs were in the playoffs. Uh, and Bill insisted that we turn the TV over to the, the Cubs game so that we could see what the score was. Uh, yeah. I feel, I, I feel I, like we did talk about that when it actually when it I happened. Don't, dude, I'm old. I barely remember last week. Uh, I'm losing <laughs> phone numbers. Um, but anyways, the point being is that 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 was just an you know it was that's that was the place closest to his cottage country or his home you know whatever home he maintains in 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 Ontario. You know, Bill was there. I I, I don't know if it was close to. Toronto Film Fest, because I think a couple of years ago when this article came out, I seem to recall that maybe Bill had shown up at the Film Fest for some. But anyway, the point is, is, you know, here, you know, uh, prior to Ghostbusters, they were, you know, roommates and buddies and pals and post Ghostbusters, they were close. And I mean, they have their lives and their families and their schedules. So it's not like they hang out all the time, but they still cross paths. And I'm kind yeah. of, I kind of get the impression that it's quite possible, especially, you know, since you kind of had the, the same inclination that it's not impossible that, I mean, Jason would go to his dad first. His dad was moved. Dan would be informed almost <laughs> immediately because they're, they share office space at, at, uh, the Sony lot, right? Like he's going to know really quick. And then yeah. at some point he crosses path. You don't have to blind facts. <laughs> You know, a script or whatever, or trying to keep it under wraps too, which they are. They may not be sending scripts around, but I, I can easily see it that, you know, in in very Bill Murray style that over the last several months, Dan gave him the, you know, the elevator pitch and it kind of meant something to him. Maybe at that point he reaches out to Ivan and Jason to find out a bit more, but this, you know, this whole question and answer thing at, 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 at Khan was... You know, that's kind of how Bill Murray operates. It's it's not unlike Bill Murray to just, in front of the world press, why, why call somebody or call their agent <laughs> when in front of the world press at the preeminent film festival, uh, basically go, if there's a spot for me, I would be there. Yeah, you use the press as your messaging service, basically. Um, and, and it yeah. works because it went everywhere. It, it is did. impossible it that 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 Jason Reitman did not hear about it if but he had not already been pondering it. He, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that was on his desk uh, immediately uh, the morning, the next morning. But um, it also then we, I mean, we get into speculation mode at this point. At which point we go, Sigourney Weaver's been on the. You know, that weekly um, production, production list weekly. for three weeks yeah. in a row now. Yeah. If Dana's there, how far away is Peter? If Dana and Peter are there, you know, what's the kind of thing that, you know, what, what moves a, a Peter Venkman? Well, you and I have already posited that you're going to have to deal with the absence of a very prominent character. Um, one that, again, just to throw in speculation and uh, idiotically... <laughs> read between the lines of somebody else's life, somebody that, you know, going by, um, uh, uh, Violet's book there about her dad, you know, somebody that he, uh, Bill reconnected and kind of patched things up just, you know, but 
kind of too little too late in a lot of ways sort of thing um yeah and maybe has some regrets and and maybe maybe that's a big factor of why i I read into this so much is that the movie the movie is a physical and metaphorical passing of the torch obviously but you know maybe this is also a little bit of an attempt to have closure with that friend. Um, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, he's, we, yeah. it's Bill Murray. He usually goes on Letterman and he uh, fires a t-shirt cannon into the audience and answers all of the questions in a joke, you know, and, and here he's being very honest and very truthful about very his truthful. answers. And yeah, that on that answer was 99%, you know, chuckle free. Yeah. <laughs> like you re- yeah. You really, it's just, the closest he got was uh, the crack about uh, not wanting to look like he wasn't supporting the the other movie, right? Uh, yeah, because he didn't want people reading between those lines uh, improperly. But, and, so but even that was probably pretty. That was being honest, you know. That was uh, it him was. saying, you know, here's what factored into my decision making. But um, so I mean, so it, I I welcome this because it's something that. Well, fans never get to do it, really, uh, is is mourn the passing of their idols. You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. not invited to the wake or anything like that. Uh, you know, the uh, best we could do was watch little clips on, on the internet from that, you know, the, the the giant remembrance they held for him at the theater there in Chicago. With uh, <laughs> So we're sitting here going, well, he kind of touched our lives pretty darn hard, too. and. Yeah. What do we do about it? I guess we just sort of sit here and be sad. And uh, you and I warn people about this. This movie, no matter what the plot turns out to be, it's going to have to deal with with Harold's uh, absence. And I'm pretty sure, given his track record for um, powerful dramas, uh, I think Jason's basically just going to kick us in the nuts. And I kind of think that's what his dad meant when the script made him cry and i like to believe that that's why bill is has made zero jokes about this not only not made any jokes about it he's actually talking about it when before he never said a peep about three scripts that got sent to him do you know what i mean like would always crack about like it would always say oh god that thing again yeah well whatever whatever blah 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 or i couldn't be bothered to look at it or i I think it's buried in the you know the basement somewhere I, um, I, this, I mean, there's, yeah. there's respect there. And, and again, I think if the movie does have that emotional heart and that sort of um, reverence, that respect uh, for what came before it and, and based upon what we've, <coughs> what we've heard from Jason uh, that he really wants to do. And, and it'll come up in this next news item here from, from Dan Aykroyd that, you know, they're really trying to make this uh, in, in the same, uh, vein, in the same spirit, no pun intended of the original film, trying all the same techniques, uh, being, um, uh, respectful of, of what's come before and continuing that story. And, um, and maybe based upon, again, based upon the wild and crazy guys, uh, excerpt where Bill said he kept getting the same crap over and over and over as a script, uh, submission, um, I'm sure with Ghostbusters, he probably got the same script over and over and over. And it was the yep. same Peter Venkman character over and over and over. And maybe again, I'm, this is all speculation. I'm just reading into it, but maybe Bill was approached with this and he was like, Oh, well that's different. I'm in, you know, I don't have to play a ghost. I don't have to be a dead Peter Venkman in order to make this different. You've actually given me something to do here. Um, and, and I like it. So, 
I don't know. I, I hope, I mean, that's, again, it's also wishful thinking. I hope that's the case because God, what a movie that's going to make if that ends up being the case. But yeah, well, um, fingers crossed. I, um, I also have hopes too, that for every speculation that you and I have made, we're not close. And that way we get to go into the theater and we're actually going to audibly gasp when we find out what Jason had in mind. So, yeah, cause it's something, to, and, and I hope that's the case. I 100% hope that's the case that our yeah. speculation is, uh, just what we have in our, our heads, but it, it's a curveball and it's something totally different, which I think a lot of fans may need to keep in mind based upon the, 500 million people who signed a petition about a certain other thing. But, uh, anyway, so, uh, so let's talk about Dan and we'll have Dan close out our, our news section here because Dan, as uh, you alluded to earlier in the show with our libations chat was talking, uh, on three, three radio shows, one podcast, a couple of, uh, print, uh, venues, uh, because he's out there promoting National Caesar Day in Canada uh, as a tie-in to his Crystal Head vodka, which um, we we joked about earlier in the show. And if you listen to some of like the CBC interview, is <laughs> it's like twenty minutes, I want to say, and uh, and you hear the interviewer try to get into Ghostbusters, and you hear Dan start to shift in his chair, and he like just says, "Yeah, Ghostbusters got good good stuff cooking up in there." But I want to talk about National Caesar Day. Like he he very quickly pivots uh, as fast as he can. Um, so so the news item that came out of Dan's uh, his his uh, Canadian tour uh, is the Ghostbusters High concept, which we'll come back to. Let's let's put a pin in that. Let's let's stick to Ghostbusters twenty twenty here, but. Um, it, it, Keeping in our, our previous conversation, his quote to uh, to the CBC was that Jason has written a beautiful script that he can't say much about, but it's going to get made, and hopefully there will be some familiar faces. Um, and then he went in to kind of repeat what he said about Paul Feig's work, that it was a little too expensive. He's trying not to discredit that. You know, they did wonderful work. He loves and respects all of the actors that were in it. Um, and You're kind of blowing past the bit where he took upon some of the blame as a upon himself oh, as a, a producer I guess that that is something new that he did he did say that he he placed the blame upon himself as a producer of the movie to let it get out of control that yeah, he they, yeah if there if there was a point if there's anybody that's supposed to be the person that says rein it in it's you know supposed to be the producers and he was and it's a it's a real serious about face from you know last year's comic, even just as recent as last year, where he's still kind of grumpy and railing against, you know the, you know the movie at arm's length sort of thing, and it's like your name is stamped on it, and you were pretty involved there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he's he, he's yeah. he's kind of he's kind of uh, he's kind of admitted to this. So that's yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad I'm glad you pointed that out because I I did gloss over that. It's like oh yeah, I guess that is him kind of like saying he he could have said something or should have said something or it's, an, it's another it's another girder in repairing a couple of burnt bridges uh along with the director's panel at fanfest uh and dan is now you know got a, a a more pragmatic approach to uh you know answer the calls uh reality yeah <laughs> so to speak uh, i like it i like that the franchise is you know <laughs> 
is, is speaking to one another again. Yeah, reaching across the aisle and shaking hands. And and I mean, it, I think it's also kind of making amends for he was joking. We we talked about that previously that he was joking about the Paul Feig will never be al- allowed on the Sony lot, which I know a bunch of people when the Paul Feig announcement came out saying I thought he wasn't allowed <laughs> was on the was, Sony lot. And, yeah, no, it's like the funny part is like joke. That's that's not up to Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Exactly. So, but but anyway, so it was you know, a joke. He, it was a joke, and and he does go into uh, to that. But I think so. One thing that I did pull out of this, and and I my f- attention was completely diverted toward this, is the quote where Dan says, um, "Even though he's trying to keep the cost under a hundred million dollars." Uh, he's saying that I'm always urging them to use puppets. I'm urging to go back to the mechanical CGI is so efficient and easy to use, but I think that all of us are on board with the idea that maybe doing mechanicals and puppets where we can. Um, and, and then the article says that he went on to say that the new film will be warm and heartfelt, which kind of backs up what we were talking about earlier. But, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of, it's a little bit of a contradictory statement here that we're trying to keep this movie cheap, but at the same time, we want everything to be practical. We want to use uh, uh, puppets and mechanicals and animatronics. And it kind of ties into what we talked about with, um, Arian Tutin, uh, last week, um, that yeah. it's expensive to do these things practically, but there is a certain sort of weight and a sort of stability to it when you see it on screen. It is. And, uh, you know, this sparked a lot of discussion again, pointing back to answer the call and uh, a couple of people, um, uh, that, you know, read some articles and a few people that are actually, uh, in the industry there pointed out, answer the call had its mix too, right? Like, um, you know, they, they, a couple of people, pointed out the pictures of, uh, what's his name? Sparky there, you know, was actually a guy in costume hanging in the subway that they then, you know, filmed and, and then went back in with a computer and treated, but everybody was. And Gertrude was, uh, uh, best, um, shoot, I'm blanking on her last name, uh, from, from, uh, other space. From other space and all that. There's, uh, um, all the, all the ghosts were, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of that continues to be people's subjective, uh, take on it. And, and again, kind of misunderstanding where, uh, well, you know what they say, right? Uh, effects are best when you can't see where they are. And I think a yeah. lot of people just assume that they, they still call answer the call, uh, CGI heavy. And I think that's one part they, they don't know the, the, the movie magic sleight of hand. They don't realize when there is a practical, uh, component to it. Like again, uh, perfect case in point, the drone with the, the led flying around the, uh, the hotel lobby, right. To cast the light before right. the stuff like yeah. that. That movie is filled with a lot of really cool practical stuff. It's just that when people see, you know, the making ofs where entire streets of New York are being digitally rendered, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a Boston, uh, you know, abandoned parking lot, they kind of go, oh, it's just a CGI movie. Uh, and as somebody else, uh, friend, friend of the podcast, Ryan Dole pointed out the, 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 um, uh, I think what was the phrase where they can or where possible there was, there was, there was actually kind of a, everybody blew past the caveat, which was where they can use practical. They will Try and no, use, but not entirely. Not doing everything in camera, which and, is that's completely yeah. unreasonable. You can't, especially with the the time turnaround. They've got to have a movie out by uh, you know July of next year. Yeah, yeah. it'll it'll it's going to be a mixed bag, kids, and yeah. a lot of it you won't be able to spot exactly what's going on. So, meh. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't, I mean, it, there was a Vanity Fair article that came out this week, uh, again, Star Wars related. I'm sorry to keep bringing it back to that, but, uh, uh, Oscar Isaac on the set of the new rise of Skywalker movie, they've, uh, they're out in the middle of, of the desert in Jordan. Um, just, uh, amazing, uh, tundra, uh, 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 vistas as far as the eye can see. Uh, and, and Oscar Isaac shows up on set and there's this giant green screen in the middle of the desert and he goes up to JJ <laughs> Abrams and he's like, JJ, I got to ask you a question. And JJ says, Oh yeah. You want to know, um, why the hell you drove all the way out here and I've got a green screen up. And he goes, yeah, you got it, sir. And JJ says, well, you know, there's just some things like the way that the light, the sunlight plays off of the sand and uh, even though I have to do a background replacement here, I need that natural environment uh, stuff that I can't replicate in a computer. And so, you know, there, there are ways to supplement the real with the computer generated and make it feel seamless and, and blend the two of them together. So that, like you said, the, the best effects are the ones that you, you don't know are effects, right? Yeah. So um, do you think one of the surprises that Jason has in store is a prequel set in 19... 19- 69 where the ghostbusters are in high school and i the funny thing is i put this at the end of the rundown we've we've kind of already talked about this because this came up before the jason reitman movie announcement uh with yeah uh, when when stranger things season two had come out and and dan was talking about doing a netflix series with the ghostbusters in high school set in the 60s where they don't have the proton packs they just have what did he say it was like pickaxes and dynamite or something like that he wanted to do kind of like that uh, the apple dumpling gang kind of movie is what it sounded like, but yeah, um, he he's he's been talking about this now in the same. This is the same CBC interview, uh, that we were just talking about. But he does say that uh, it, the script for that is on Ivan Reitman's desk, and it's years out. Uh, that Ivan's not even paying attention to it. So I. I don't know if that's truthful. I don't know if that's uh, Dan kind of being playful, saying like I put it on Ivan's desk, but you know he's 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 not going to look at it for a while. <laughs> well, two things you and I did mention this before. This is something he's been chewing over for a while, uh, at least a couple of years, uh, by our reckoning. Uh, and two, oh man, the the second wave of news articles again. Everybody needs to be slapped because a lot of them turned it into. This is what's happening next. Yeah. And oh, he, yeah. Even he makes it clear there's a lot of stuff standing in line before this one. We're not even at the people are considering this stage. It's just it's obvious it's his new favorite thing uh, about the franchise that he's kind of personally <laughs> working on. Uh, uh, I have to I have to steal. I think it was Craig's uh, Craig's comment is that. Uh, Ghostbusters High is the new Ghostbusters Three of 2010. Uh, like it's, he just kind of likes to bring it up and and put yeah. it out to the universe as much as uh, much much uh, as Bill Murray is using the press as his uh, answering service. I think Dan is using this as his formal elevator pitch to uh, get stuff greenlit. Uh, but tip of, tip of the head to uh, tip tip of the head tip of the hat uh, to Craig at Yes Have Some Podcast. There, um, I I will say it's a lot of people pointed out. Why do we need an origin story? Didn't we get that in the first movie? And it's like, you got the origin of the Ghostbusters in the first movie. If we all stop for a moment and think about it, they were all interested in the paranormal in university right at the start of the film. We don't know why, how, how far back that goes. How did they meet? Like, it's not 
whether it's it's a good idea or not, I don't know. It's not an impossible idea. There is room for, you know, as as uh, in discussing it with people, I pointed out it's like, all right, you do it as a show. Season one, it's Ray and Egon who have crossed paths. You know, uh, some a couple lifting ideas from some other people in the in the chats were saying like, you know, very similar to Dan's life. Maybe Ray's you know grandfather was kind of a, into spiritualism and all that, and that's kind of where he got his thing. And 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 the other thing that has to be pointed out this is this is the important part. Nobody asks this. So when people say, didn't we get the origin of the first one? Really? How did Egon, super logical, science-minded, multiple physics uh, doctorates Egon, get interested in the paranormal, right? That's, it's one thing for Dan, right? Like, Dan makes sense and Peter makes sense. Dan caught a bug somewhere for, you know, the, 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 the weird, the supernatural, the occult. Great. Peter's just kind of tagging along at the start of it. Great. Egon. It defies why, all logic. Yeah. Why does he care? And I'm like, so when you look at it that way, yeah, a Ghostbusters high is a good setup. So it's like last season or last season, last season of high school, uh, last year of high school, <laughs> You know, these guys who have been friends their whole lives, it's the last year of high school. Uh, And here's the thing. People are like, they were surprised by the ghost they saw. Yeah. Imagine doing a whole season, you know, like kind of junior Ghostbuster X-Files where they kind of see, don't see, chase around stuff, but never get, you know, sometimes they see stuff and they don't get the proof. Sometimes they never. And you know what? And some of it could be chasing a ghost, but they never see it. But there's a lot of other wacky stuff out there that it could be. They never, it quite literally could be them never seeing a ghost, just chasing after all this stuff. And then survives to season two, which we all know it will. Uh, it's off to university where they meet up uh, with uh, their, their antagonist, uh, uh, cool guy and minor bully, Peter Venkman, who by the end of the second season has been dragged along enough that has some sort of appreciation for what's going on or at, at the very least has decided not to, to hate them and hey there's a couple that Egon guy is incredibly smart why don't I just tag along with yeah, them right and I'm the going to get the kind of yeah. I'm like Ghostbusters is not the origin of the characters Ghostbusters is the origin of Ghostbusters so God bless Dan. Uh, guess what? If if we get to indulge in fan fiction fantasies, and we all have, Dan gets to indulge in fan He's, fiction yeah. fantasies. And uh, it's not even a stupid fantasy. It, can, it could actually uh, it could actually work, good or bad. It could totally be done. Yeah. I mean, uh, Stranger Things, I think, is what he's still trying to uh, evoke here with his his thinking. And and I I am very much looking forward to Stranger Things Season 3. So uh, there you go. Um, But anyway, Ghostbusters High. Oh, God. New Coke was gross. It was – everybody forgets how disgusting New Coke is, I think. Everybody has. uh, And people in a rush to get a a new one, uh, you're all dum-dums. Yeah. I was taught – I think Matt Provencal uh, was like, really? And I said, yeah. Has everybody forgotten that it just tasted like – it was the hot garbage. It was so gross. I was glad it was gone in the 90s. But anyway. (laughs) Let's let's not delve into the uh, corporate uh, conspiracy theories, the completely reasonable corporate 
the conspiracy theories <laughs> that Coke, stro- uh, Coke stock was dropping and somebody said, if we make an ass version, they will beg us to bring back the old one and they will buy it. You know, like like it's like it's running out because we just showed them it could, and guess yeah. what? They did. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, the the Cola Wars. That's a Ugh. that's something to see. Go read but that anyway. book. That's a good book, actually. So yeah. Uh, so uh, Ghostbusters highs. Stay tuned. New Coke. <laughs> whatever you guys, if you want to spend top dollar for that, go, uh, go right we'll, ahead. Uh, put, let's stick a pin in Ghostbusters high until. 2026 <laughs> at this rate. That's join, join us for year 10 of this year podcast. Yeah. Oof. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You too. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Twenty twenty six. That doesn't even sound real. That doesn't sound fake. Was the, stop making up years. No one will be alive no by then. Alive. Uh. Anyway. Uh. What. Uh, what you got for final thoughts this. Uh, this year week, Chris. Um. The twenty something in me is speaking of being excited is thrilled with the idea. Uh, he's in for a, a real heartbreak because it's never gonna happen. But. Uh, this word that the Ghostbusters two figures are at Dollaramas at a at a discount. Uh, Playmobil. Uh, let's just say, let's just say, if you could get your hands on two or three sets of the four guys, that's not a lot of money. And then say you were to pop the heads off of them, <laughs> and then go out and buy yourself, say, the completely standard Playmobil. Uh, road worker set and pop a couple of heads on you suddenly have the Ghostbusters to st- uh, digging up the street play set uh, go find some completely standard uh, you know uh, uh, courtroom and judge sets pop a couple of heads around you've got the Ghostbusters 2 courtroom scene um, yeah you got all the variants that Mattel did back uh, a couple of years ago you're in it, each it's, uh, it's super easy to make yourself your own custom Ghostbusters uh, uh, sets right like it's uh, or, or you know the university uh, crew at the beginning of Ghostbusters uh, all you need is uh, spare heads and spare. Uh, like I said, if, if I was uh, even 15 years younger, I'd be all over that idea. But uh, I don't uh, know, maybe somebody else out there would do that. Yeah, somebody somebody who's army building out there. Also, that's our episode name. I want I want to throw that out there. All you need is spare heads. Spare um, heads. <laughs> uh, if he, anybody does it, send some pictures in. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to think about it. Like the, the two sets cover, you know, the Ghostbuster specific stuff pretty good. 
So it's just all these weird spare scenes. Like they even have the, uh, you know, the good Ghostbusters two Janine and all that. So it's. Um, is there a Lewis? Is there a, a GB two Lewis with his uh, earmuffs and? Uh, I don't think there is. But again, uh, if you got yourself, uh, well, that's trickier because you got to find yourself a, I don't know what, like a Slimer set or something, the hot dog cart Slimer where you got a spare. A spare <laughs> was that was that was that the yeah. one with Egon? Because if that's the one, that's the set you need. Because then you yeah. pop the head off of off of the Egon. Because of course Lewis was wearing the Egon jumpsuit. Uh, pop the Lewis head on, and I guess they they definitely got to have some winter set somewhere with some. Yeah, uh, there's got to be like an ice skating set, uh, the Playmobiles or skiing set or something. Yeah, that you can, so yeah. do that one. Uh, <laughs> You don't need Ghostbusters specific stuff, but I'm pretty sure they probably have a nanny set somewhere. So uh, <laughs> you could swap some heads around between sets, like maybe a pirate <laughs> face that's a little. Rah! You could pop that on a nanny, and you've got yourself uh, Janosch. Uh, it's really uh, we just see the infinite playability of uh, Playmobil. It, it, yeah. it is, this is the stupidest final thought I've ever had, <laughs> but it does. It does. It does, in a Marie Kondo sense, bring me a certain amount of joy just thinking about it. And that's really all that matters. That's uh, we we started off the uh, the podcast kind of down in the dumps, uh, talking <laughs> talking about stuff, and we're back to sparking joy. And that's all that matters. Oh uh, boy! I mean, all yeah. these the cards. Uh, both Ectos are beautiful. Once you have those base sets and all that, and then you could just start, you know, building up side scenes like that's uh, oh amazing yeah like playmobile does everything too right like uh uh bank you know you could do the guys coming out of the bank with the mortgage sort of thing right like it's just uh just uh, anything and everything being, library yeah, scene city um, hall uh yeah the library uh uh boy yeah army guys uh, you know uh, oh man Pull thanks us. playmobile pull a silver snail Toronto there where you buy yourselves like a thousand dollars worth of army Playmobil guys to recreate the, the, the end, the heading to central park uh, scene there in ghostbusters. Uh, just man. And, um, why the world could use, uh, an Eldo Ray Estes, uh, figure <laughs> in his gray suit and, and, and uh, carrot top shouting ghostbusters. All right. Like, like I said, the twenty-year-old in me is just screaming to. It's like, dude, no, too tired, no money. Shut up. Oh man, <laughs> shut up, man. Uh, well, you you uh, you sparked something that I want to throw listeners toward. Uh, if you go on to Instagram and check out Ghostbusters Project with a K, uh, P R O J E K T. You know that 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 funky spelling, but uh, they're doing a stop motion. Uh, and and you talking about the army guys is really what uh, reminded me of it. They're I don't know how far in they are, but it it looks awesome. They're building sets. They're uh, they've got great replicas of the the guys. Uh, check check that out. Um, and maybe he'll maybe he'll start army building some Playmobil and, yeah. and adding that in there too. But um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us this week, everybody. The countdown continues to Fan Fest. Um, again, I really implore you hit up our voicemail. We want to hear how you guys are feeling, especially with a couple weeks to go here. Um, you, you certainly heard Chris and, uh, my thoughts, uh, here in the episode, but you know, if you're packing your bags and you have some thoughts, uh, call, call into the voicemail and, and let us know what, what you're thinking at the, at the moment. But, I'm dead. I'm dead inside, but that doesn't mean you are. So <laughs> tell know. us, tell us what you're excited about. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, until then we'll see you all on the other side. 
Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.